0: Good afternoon. Today, we have the amazing Ben Wilson with us, and he's going to tell you how to wow your clients. Throughout the event, he will open up for questions from the question and answer box, so please don't hesitate to ask. Take it away, Ben. I appreciate that, Taylor. So we've got actually a very large group today. Generally, we have 20, 30 attendees on an event like this. Today, I see right now that we're pressing somewhere over the 40 mark, and uh, we're in some crazy times, and so we felt it was appropriate for us, given the times, we felt it was appropriate to talk about what in the world do we do now? Holy cow, we have encountered so much over the last several weeks, and we're in uncharted territory, so now given the circumstances, what is it that we do now? And I'll tell you that uh, when we looked at this topic, this topic actually is pretty near and dear to my heart because uh, here recently uh, at the end of last year or like in the summer of last year, my wife and I encountered something that we had never encountered before, and that was sending our oldest son off to college. And I remember her and I looking at each other after we dropped our son off to college, and we were like, okay, we dropped our son off at college. What do we do now? And then about three and a half, four weeks ago, we encountered a tornado that came through Nashville and just wiped out so much stuff, just a complete devastation. It hit and was on the ground for about a total of 50 miles, all the way from one part of Nashville all the way out to just about an hour outside of Nashville. And so we had all this catastrophe and devastation that hit less than a half a mile from our house, affecting a lot of people that we know. A lot of the things that we do in our business because it destroyed so many houses and we we have properties and things of that nature. And I remember looking at my team and asking the question, well, what do we do now? And then all of a sudden we get to the coronavirus. Right? And obviously this is a hot topic because we're all in each other's house right now and um, we're confined and quarantined uh, to very limited exposure and engagement with people. And this is unprecedented and uncharted territory, and we're asking the question simply, what do I do now? And so for me, I'm taking you all back simply three weeks, three and a half weeks ago, to right shortly after the tornado. And I'm going to spend the next, you know, 45 minutes to an hour walking you through really a three-step plan on how to be extremely focused during times of chaos, during times of catastrophe, and during times of confusion, because that's where we're at. And the truth of the matter is, is that we have a different calling on us because we're business owners and we're professionals to where we're in the public eye and we have a different level of expectation on us right now more than ever. We have expectations as leaders. We have expectations as professionals. We have expectations as people who are in the service-related industries that provide shelter for people each and every day. And on this call, we have Level 1, Level 2, and Level 3 core students. Um, And I get excited about that because I don't always get to get engaged with the Level 1 and the Level 2 students. So I'm really happy for those of you all who are on here today. And so we're going to just spend some time discussing what it is that we need to do now to stay extremely focused during these chaotic times. You know, I was uh, thinking about my team and my family and some of the things that we've been doing. And I'd love to start off by simply sharing one of the first things that my family and I made a decision to do once we realized that we were going to be stuck at home. And one of the first things that we made a decision to do is that we were going to start each day. Now, keep in mind, If I'm being really honest with you, I say my family decided. I decided for my family because I got a 19 and a 16-year-old that uh, reluctantly participate with everything that we're doing at this point in time. But one of the first things that we decided to do is to simply start every day with a family meeting where my kids get up like they're getting up and getting ready for school where they get their face done, they get their hair done, they brush their teeth, they put on their clothes, they put on their shoes, and we all meet in our dining room table every morning just to start the day. And we talk about several things that I'm going to share with you in just a little bit on what we're going to accomplish that day. Because you see that we have to have, and I personally have to have a plan, if I'm going to figure out what it is that we need to be able to do. Now, here's the beautiful thing about the plan. The plan is forever going to change. The plan's going to have new plans, and then we're going to have to adjust those plans. And then once those plans get adjusted, we're going to start fresh over with a brand new plan. And it's going to be constant movement and constant motion on how that plan evolves as we get more and more information and we get limited engagement placed upon us. Now, we have people from all over the country. And I know this is a fairly long introduction, but I think it's a necessary introduction. But we have people all over the country right now. We have people from California, as I'm looking at the uh, attendees. We have people from California all the way over to New Jersey and New York. And every area has different levels of whether they're being qualified as essential services or whether they're exempt or what is expected of them in this industry. And so what I made a choice is to just go ahead and wash out the face to faces that are, uh, engaged physically and to wash out the breaker, br- the break breads that are engaged physically. And we're going to break down things for you all today. Like I said, into a three step process. So let me go ahead before we even get started. And I want to open up just simple question and answer. And I would love for everyone to share with me. One or two things that since they've been at home, since they've been in this quarantine, you know, coronavirus circumstance that they have struggled with extremely, not the little struggles, but the extreme struggles. And I just want to announce those to everybody because more than likely multiple people are struggling with the same things. And if I know that multiple people are struggling with the same things, and you can simply do the Q&A right there on the right-hand side of your screen, but if multiple people are struggling with the same things, then as I'm going through, I can really, really give you clear direction and a clear path on exactly what it is that we want to discuss. So I'm looking on here right now, and I see one of my very, very good buddies, Mr. Ryan Hilliard, with a simple... Simple focus of how to stay in rhythm. How to stay in rhythm. That's something we're going to talk about today. I love seeing that. I see staying in rhythm, staying on task and time blocking. Oh, this is beautiful because it's going to fall exactly in to the three things that I'm going to work with you all on. I love it. I love it. So as it's, as you all continue to come in and talk specifically about what it is, that you all are struggling with, I think you're you're really going to find some things that are extremely beneficial. Now I'm going to take it a step further, and I want to know some of the questions that you would love to have answered today, specifically staying homed in and staying focused and staying on task. And I'd love to go ahead and open up, and I'm just going to simply ask them right now, and then I believe that we're going to have every one of these questions answered as we dive through. So I see right now, so far, staying on task with time blocking. I assume that you have a perfect week set up. I see staying in rhythm, and looks like there's a handful. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We got them coming now. And I'm just going to read down through these as they come in. This is going to be perfect. All right. Avoiding distractions by Brian. Stay in working and connecting with people. With your kids running all around the house. Holy cow. I had my partner's wife. They live next door to me and I had my partner's wife at my house when I went home for lunch today, sitting on the front porch, like in the fetal position, rocking back and forth because she has a four year old and a one month old at home. She's going crazy, like going just nutso, and that's a real thing that she's dealing with being able to avoid distractions. Looking at overcoming fear of what's next. That's a big part of this. Guys, fear is real. I look at income being reduced by limited amount of showings and then definitely calling everyone with care and concern. How to be empathetic during this time. That's an extreme responsibility that we have. I also like the one that says motivation with having to stay in. While having to stay in, how do we stay motivated? Oh, this is beautiful stuff. How do we stay motivated? Calling my database by Patricia. Thank you for that. Calling her database. How do we go about calling our database? How do we stay engaged with our database? Staying on task and not getting distracted by all the concerns and the distractions out there on social media and every news, every news platform right now. That's all they're talking about. Staying on task and not getting distracted all the concerns that are out there, staying focused, and then let's see here, staying focused well but can't make myself start an electric newsletter. So a digital newsletter, that's something that people are struggling with, how to go about doing something like that, struggling with making calls and then getting rejection because people are scared right now. Holy cow. You know, one of the things that I want to share with you all today, like I got an hour and they're, for whatever reason, they've made a decision to let me have a complete hour with you guys. But let me just tell you all one thing, that if you try to convince anyone that you're not scared, you just need to know that everyone knows that you're full of it because we're all scared. You know why we're scared? Because we don't know, and we're all scared of the unknown. But the greatest thing that we can do while we're out in this area, in this circumstance, in these uncharted, unprecedented times, is to figure out how to create a foundation of true, rhythmic, intentional efforts each and every day. We're going to talk about that struggling to make calls, getting rejection, keeping everyone around me, my boy Spencer, keeping everyone around you calm and positive during these times. You know, I talk to my team today. I talk to my staff. I coach my staff every Wednesday, and I talk to them specifically about all the indicators of what a professional looks like. And one of the things about professionals Is that they stay calm. They're that beautiful, that beautiful swan right on top of the water while underneath those feet are paddling like crazy, but they're right on the water, just smooth as silk. How do we do that? Daily distractions Matt talks about. Michael, balancing three kids, not one, not two, but three kids and your schedule. That's been very difficult for sure. How to best serve my clients virtually. It seems like everyone is overwhelmed with Zoom meetings, tons of Zoom meetings going on. How do we keep all that stuff under control? Because the problem is right now, everything's so reactive. Holy cow. I'm going to read a few more here, and then we're going to dive in. And I'm actually going to go ahead, and I'm going to give you the breakdown of what we do now. How do we stay focused? In times of chaos, in times of confusion, and in times of catastrophe, how do we stay focused? I'm going to read a few more, and then we're going to dive in. Staying positive, I hear that again from Miss Erica. Donna talks about no clients in the car right now. You can't put clients in the car. There's no buyers, she says. Everyone has to pull or put their buying and selling on hold except for the vacant listings. That's super scary. So what about the days that are coming ahead of virtual contracts. I'm not really going to dive into that. I'm going to more give you the plan of execution first, and then because all of our markets are so different, we're going to have to make some adjustments based upon market standards. Getting current potential buyers to stay focused on the goal of buying the house when now the market says, let's see, not to buy a home, They are planning to buy in Q4, so media says do not buy a house today. Oh, shame on them. Shame on the media. Keeping our team engaged, focused, and paid. Ooh, that's a beautiful one. Let me hit on that real quick, and then we're going to dive in specifically three-step plan. This three-step plan that as I was driving through – the uh, little city that I lived in called Mount Juliet, after a tornado came in, and all the carnage and the houses that were just destroyed and flattened were there. This is the exact same three-step plan that I came up with to sit down and talk with my team because they wouldn't allow us to go into the office right after the tornado right before all of the coronavirus set into place, and I had my entire team in my house. Working from my house, and we didn't miss a beat. And I'm going to tell you, I was scared out of my mind, and I was like, "What are we going to do?" These are the three steps that I came up with. But before I touch on that, I do want to let everybody know that anybody who has employees, and from what I understand, and get with your bankers and get with your CPAs on this to verify this. But we do as as part of the stimulus plan. We do as real estate agents, if you're an owner, okay, of your brokerage, you do have some relief available to you. And to be able to continue to pay your people, if you're an LLC, if you're incorporated, you do have the ability to get about two and a half times, about two and a half months worth of your expenses given to you in a um, SBA loan that is going to be, uh forgivable if you retain for the next 90, I believe it's either 90 or 120 days. Once again, you'll have to get the details from your banker and CPA, but a period of time, you have to continue to retain those employees and not lay them off, and you will be given a an exempted, um, uh, oh, what's the word that I'm looking for, uh, a forgivable SBA loan. Um, I have three different companies. And I'm applying for all three of those. I have all the information right here, and I'm having to go through and provide them with tons of information, tax returns, and all the information in order to get relief. So get with your banker and get with uh, your accountant, and they can help you through that process. That's what I'm going to say about that. All right, let's dive in. You all got on this call today to find out what it is that you need to do during this extreme time, unprecedented time in our country. And here is the three-step plan that I want for everyone, all of my students. This is the plan that I have for my family. This is the plan that I have for my staff. And here's how we're going to start it. In order for us to stay focused, get your pens and your paper out right now. Number one step of this plan, of this three-step plan, is that we must Have a crystal clear picture of what our priorities are. We must have a crystal clear picture of what our priorities are each and every day. The second thing, and I'm going to, I'm going to come back and I'm going to talk about priorities. The second thing that has to happen is that we have to have a blueprint, a plan, a A blueprint of engagement that we wake up to each and every day that attacks all the things that are most important. All of our priorities have to be in part of that. So priorities in my life, we're going to talk about those in just a minute. So you start with understanding what your priorities are, and I'm going to give you what we believe are the most important priorities for each and every day. Then you have to follow that up with the second step, and that's to have a plan. And I'm going to share with you what the plan is. Let me give you a hint. The perfect work week. That is the plan. And then the final piece of the puzzle to stay focused during times of chaos, during times of catastrophe, during times of confusion. The third step is that you must know why it is that you chose this profession Know why that you're providing for your family. Know why you get up every day to bust your butt to provide for your family. You must know why you're doing that. And you must tell yourself why it is that you're doing that each and every day. It is extremely crucial. So let's talk specifically about priorities. Guys, if you're a level one, level two, level three student, every one of you all have heard of something called the greatness tracker. The greatness tracker is your priorities. That's the scorecard. That is the plan for your business each and every day. You see, if you can't manage something, right, you don't have a metric attached to it so everything that's manageable has to be measured in some form or fashion and the greatness tracker is our list of priorities that measure out our day each and every day now there were several people that talked about well what about my kids and what about my fear and what about keeping people positive and calm i'm going to talk about that in a minute but when it comes to priorities of your business your number one priorities are to have great phone conversations, right? Historically, in the core, when you look at our greatness tracker, you wanted 60 great phone conversations. Let me tell you what my team is on right now. My team is on because we can't meet face-to-face. My team is on what we call 30 days of greatness, and they are on 125 unbelievable talk-tos each and every day. So the first priority that we have is that we have to make sure that we're engaging people and planting seeds each and every day. So let me give you four steps that you should have on every phone conversation that you have. Four steps. Number one, when you call people, you have to honor them. You have to let them know how much you appreciate them and show gratitude that they are in your life. So who is it that we're calling? We're calling our past clients in our database right now. We're calling all of our current clients. We're calling our hot prospects. We're calling our business partners. We're calling our VIPs. We're calling these people, and we're starting off every conversation with letting them know how much we appreciate them, and we're showing them honor. The second step of every great phone conversation And you have to do this. And if you're not doing this, you're missing the mark, especially during these times. And here's what you have to do. You have to deepen the relationship. In every great sales field, you have to build rapport. Me and my team, we have to build and deepen that relationship. If it's a brand-new relationship, there's a lot of opportunities to deepen it. If it's a relationship that you've had forever, like, Let's say, for instance, your parents. Right. You have to go a little bit deeper. Ask them tough questions. What's most fearful to you right now? What are you struggling with the most? The reason that you want to deepen the relationship is that you want to pull back the curtains to see where they're struggling and to see where you can provide value, which is the third step, providing value in their life. By helping them overcome a situation or solve a problem. So you're either helping them overcome a circumstance or situation or you're helping them solve a problem in their life. Because when we create value in everyone that we talk to's life, it takes us to the fourth step of every great phone conversation. We then get the opportunity to plant the seed. Now, right now, I call it planting the seed because there's not going to be, for the next short order, there's not going to be a tremendous amount of sales in comparison to what we've had up until this point because of our limited amount of engagement, and we're having to adjust with that. So we have to plant the seed because, see, when we plant the seed today, we will have a harvest in the future. We will be able to pick that fruit in the future at a high, high frequency. Do we have to make sure that we are honoring, we are deepening relationship, we're solving problems so we earn the right to plant that seed so we can eventually be able to reciprocate and be able to pull back some opportunities to do business with them in the future. And if your city, if your area is allowing you all to look and see and show houses, whether it's virtual or whether you have to go through a very strict protocol to do it, whatever it is, you've got to be willing to pay that price to do it for your clients, right? So that's one of your priorities are great phone conversations. Another one of your priorities is writing thank you notes. Guys, for us, we've always been on a strict scale of writing 10 thank you cards every week. And guys, I know good and well that there's probably less than of you all that write 10 thank you cards every week. And the reason I know that is because I am probably as disciplined as they get. And if I didn't have my assistant every day hammering me to write thank you cards and making sure that I understand the importance of honoring and thanking and respecting people around me that are important in my life, then I probably would never get them done because we're just so busy and we react all the time. So the priority of writing thank you cards is so important. I'm going to give you an example. Every quarter, I take every thank you card that I write and I place them all along my back shelf here and all along these top shelves. I place them all over there because I want to know how important it is to receive them because I appreciate every one of them. And then I take them down on the first of a new quarter. So let me show you this. So last quarter, I keep them all. I was just looking at this because I just took them down. These are all the thank you cards that I received from creating value in people's lives. And let me tell you, every one of those thank you cards were important to me. So if they're important to someone like me, I guarantee they're important for our clients. So I want to make sure that we go from 10 thank you cards that we're writing, step it up because we've got a little extra time to 20. That should be a priority for you right now. The third step and the third priority that you have each and every day is to shoot videos. Right now, more than ever, people need engagement, and this is the best engagement that we have right now for the most part, and that's to be on video with people. So we have to, we have to video. We have to shoot more video on social media, send it out to our database. You have to FaceTime with your clients, you know, virtual walkthroughs. But you have to use the technology that you're given, and you need the video, and that needs to be a part of your priorities. Other priorities are more on the personal side, and this really falls in line with your family, with your children, because we are working from home, and that is a very difficult process for most of us, right, especially if you have young children. We are working from home, and so one of the things that you have to prioritize are the time with your family. That has to be prioritized. And for us, what my family is doing, and I know it doesn't work this way, but I can just give you my example, and what I'm seeing is that we get up every morning, we have a family meeting at eight o'clock. We lay out our whole day of priorities of what we want to accomplish. We assign projects every day to our kids. And then we have lunch together. And then we have dinner together. And we're reading a book together. And so at dinner, we read a book and uh, we discuss the book every night at dinner. That's one of the things that our family's doing. And that's time with our family. But it has to be blocked. Now, For my neighbor who has two children and they're four and one, they are running shifts with the children right now. You have to be creative, but you do have to prioritize your time that you have with them and you can't let them prioritize or dictate the time that you're spending with them. You have to be super intentional right now. You have to prioritize your health. You have to prioritize physical activity, running, walking, right? Sit ups, crunches. If you've got a gym at your house working out, you've got to prioritize your health. And then you have to prioritize. For me, I have to prioritize my uh, my uh, my spiritual time. Okay, so for me as a as a Christian, I prioritize my quiet time in the morning and I make sure that I block off very intentional time for that. And those are the priorities that I'm extremely focused on right now. The second step that we wanna talk about is the plan. But before we go to the plan, I would love for you all to share a couple questions that you all might have around priorities and it looks like I've got a few here. So let me go here. What is the best thing that we can do to support our team leader? Great question, great question. Let me answer that real quick with priorities because that's what we're talking about right now is to ask your team leader what is the number one priority or responsibility that they have that they're struggling with that you might be able to help them out. And I would personally, with your team leader, I would personally start each day by making a phone call to that person somewhere between 7.30 and 8 o'clock. All of my key leadership, every one of them, they call me from 7.30 to 8 o'clock before I even go into my family meeting. And we have a discussion on where potential pitfalls and struggles might be, as well as things that are needed and ways to motivate the entire team and each other, because we need each other right now more than ever. Great question. Can you give an example? Hold on. It's up here. Can you give an example of how to plant seeds? Let's see here. Is it disingenuine to ask for business during this time? Here's what I say to that, and this is what I train my team on all the time. When your people know that you care about them, when you create value and help them solve problems, you earn the right to ask for business from them. So here's how it would look for a normal phone call with someone in my database. Hey, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, I know that you all are stuck at home right now. I want to just find out what's going on. How's your job circumstance? Is there anything right now that you all are struggling with or that you all need that me and my team might be able to create value? Oh, yes. Right now, we haven't been able to get and go shopping for food. And we would love if we could have someone pick up food for us at the grocery if we give them the list. And we'll make sure it's paid for. But right now, my wife and I are both highly, highly susceptible to this disease. So we're just not going out at all. Awesome. We'll go pick up your groceries for you, and we'll drop them off at your front door so that way you can have groceries. Oh, my goodness, Ben, I can't believe that. That's so awesome. Well, I'm always going to be here for you no matter what. Now, here's the thing that I need you to know is that this is going to be crazy, crazy times for the next two or three weeks. I'm not going anywhere. I want to help everybody that I possibly can, but I need you to know along the way I'm going to need your help, too. Now, your help looks a lot of different ways, but anything to do with real estate, when you hear someone talking about it, I need you give them my name and number and shoot them my way. I need to know that I can depend on you for that. Now, can I depend on you for that? That's one of the ways that you can ask for business and plant seeds. But I have a strict rule that I don't plant seeds or ask for business unless we have created value, created value and helped them solve a problem first. I don't believe that we have the right or have earned the right until we've done that. So I hope that answers your question. Let's see what other questions we have here. A lot of good questions right now. I understand code calling is illegal due to the state of emergency. Does that apply to previous contacts? Absolutely not. Previous contacts, unless they have told you not to ever call them again, they have given you permission because you've done business with them. That's not a code call. That's a warm call. You already have levels of engagement. That'll never, ever, ever be a cold call for you whatsoever. So you can definitely call your past clients in your database. Great question. How do you legally circumvent or stay within the law? where well, you're not breaking any laws by calling your database and people that have already willing, willingly giving you their names and numbers. Anyone who's willingly giving you their name and number, you've opened up that door and there is no illegal activity handling there. Let's see. Let's grab one more question. Greg Johnson, getting current potential buyers to stay focused on their goals of buying the home when now market says not to buy, that they should wait until Q4. So here's the thing. Right now, rates are low. Right now, we can still, at a very limited level, we can still have access to houses. We have to stay six foot from each other, right? And depending upon who's selling the house, if they have it on the market, they're willing to allow people to come in, whether it's inspectors, engager, uh, uh, realtors, um, uh, 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 termite inspectors, appraisers, they're willing to let them go into the house. So you can write a contract contingent upon inspection, just like you always would, contingent upon a virtual tour, and contingent upon you viewing the property within a certain period of time as well. And you can go ahead and write those contracts even with them not going to the properties because you can put you can put a 100 contingencies into a contract if you want to make everybody feel comfortable. And right now, more than ever, most sellers and most uh, listing agents are going to be very open to uh, to taking contracts like that where they wouldn't have in the past. Let's see. Let's grab one more question. Let's see what we got here. Ben, how have you prioritized your team goals in an environment like this that has caused delay? Well, I will just tell you that everything that we're doing right now came from all the efforts 30 and 60 days ago. So right now, we haven't had any delay. We will have delay in the future, and here's where grace comes in and understanding and empathy. Right now, it's not about results. It's all about the effort. So for me and my team, we are really promoting and celebrating all of our efforts and our attitudes that are in place, and we're not going to be concerned about the results until we have this open back up to where we can have business as usual again. So the mentality that we're having is we're focused on effort and attitude, 100%. I'm not focused on results right now because here's what I know. If we plant enough seeds, all this pent-up demand will open up and the sky will be beautiful, will be absolutely beautiful. All right, so let's dive in to the second step, and that's the plan. Very simply put, guys, the plan of action has to be a perfect work week. If you're not familiar with a perfect work week, you can get with your concierge at the core, and they will send you a blank perfect work week, and they can also send you my perfect work week. And on my perfect work week, here's what we have with our adjusted perfect work week. We have blocked off time to make calls. I have blocked off time to spend with my families. I have blocked off time for my quiet time or my personal time. I have blocked off time for video um, uh, video appointments that are set in place. And I have blocked off time for physical activity, whether it's walking my neighborhood or doing some kind of workout at my house or my gym or something like that. I have blocked off time in my perfect week based upon that. I strongly suggest every one of you all going to your concierge and getting a blank perfect week. And then I am going to have my assistant put on there my perfect week based upon the new norms, based upon the new rhythms. Now, here's the key. It's a perfect plan. A perfect plan very rarely ex- is executed perfectly. It just isn't. But we have to have a plan. And if we can execute this plan at about a 70 to 80% a level of execution, you've won. It's unbelievable. But what it also does for you by having a perfect work week and having all of this time blocked and laid out that you keep literally in your bathroom sitting right next to your sink, what it does is it also gives you a reset button, a reset button that when you get sidetracked with your kids or one of your kids gets sick or throws his food on the ground or something crazy is going on in your house or you just get out of sync and get out of whack, You go back to that perfect work week, and you pull it up, and you literally just hit the reset button and do whatever it says. So I'm going to pull up and show you what I have on my desk right now, and that is my perfect work week. My perfect work week It's sitting right there. I have my key targets of who I want to pursue. I have how I'm going to pursue them, and then I have everything color-coordinated on what I want to do. And when I get sidetracked, I hit the reset button. Wednesday, what should I be doing right now? It is 3, what time is it where I'm at? It is 2.40 where I'm at. Ooh, I should be playing golf today, according to this perfect work week. I'm not playing golf today. I'm with you guys. But on normal Wednesdays, believe it or not, today, I would be playing golf. Last Wednesday, at this time, I was playing golf. But I'm here with you guys. But Having a perfect work week gives you the plan. And if you don't have a plan and a plan that you can pursue, guess what? It's easy to get out of rhythm. It's easy to get uncomfortable because there's freedom in structure. There's freedom when you have a plan in order. There's freedom in that. Guess what my kids told me? You know, 19 and 16-year-old, I'm getting them up at 8 o'clock when they semi-think that they're on vacation. And we're having a meeting, a family meeting, and we go through all of our projects and everything that we're doing. And guess what? Every one of my kids, I mean, all all two of them, guess what they both have told me? Dad, this is so hard. And that was for the first two or three weeks. We're getting up. This is just too much. And I said, well, we're sticking with it. This is your new job. And now, this week, they've shown up every morning, 5 till 8 sitting there ready to rock and roll, and they're telling me, oh, my gosh, this feels so good. All of my friends are so frustrated or they're worn out or they're tired or they're exhausted or they're mad or they're irritable. But we have a plan, and at first I didn't like it, Dad, but now I love knowing exactly what I got to do each day. And then at night they get to play their games and watch their TV shows and do whatever it is that they want to do. But during the day We're keeping them true to the plan, and they're finding happiness and security in that. Because, see, right now, it's hard. It's different. But we have to be willing to accept the differences and be willing to adjust, because those of us who choose to adjust during this time, and I hate to say it, there's a limited amount of you all who are on this call that are truly going to be willing to do the things that I'm talking about today. But the ones who choose to do that, We'll make it through and we'll thrive. And let me tell you why I know this. Because I've been through 9-11. I've been through the recession of 2008. I've been through Katrina. I've been through freeze outs. I've been through the swine flu. I've been through about three or four major catastrophes in our world that strongly affected the economy. And because I chose this similar process each and every time, We didn't just come out of it, but we grew when we came out of it. We got bigger and stronger, and our client base became better. We had a better client base, which made our jobs easier. But right now, we got to put the effort, and we got to stay positive with the attitude because the third step, the third piece of the puzzle, we need to know why we're doing what we're doing. Because, guys, if you all are on the call right now, all there's like 81 of us on the call right now, 81, and it's fluctuating a little bit, but there's like 80 to 81 of us on the call right now. If you all do not understand why you're doing what you're doing each and every day, then it's going to be hard to stay true to the plan, and it's going to be hard to stay committed to your priorities. Because, see, our commitments and our priorities are much, much more important than our emotions, than how we feel. But most amateurs in anything, in any field, make the majority of their decisions based upon their emotions and how they feel. Whereas true professionals, career-minded people, make decisions based upon their commitments and their priorities in life. They know why they're doing what they're doing. And for all of you all, if you're waking up every day just to make money, you can have fame or you can somehow survive, guys, that won't sustain you. Your why has to be bigger than that. Your why has to be about legacy. Your why has to be about providing for your kids. If you have employees, your why has to be about making sure your employees can all be able to survive this and you don't have to lay anybody off. If your why, if you don't have, if you actually work for somebody, if you're on a team, right, then your why needs to be about making sure that your team leader is taken care of, making sure the team can continue to function in that business, making sure you're a great example. What is your why? My why, one of my biggest whys is I live in a glass box in my community. I have a whole lot of people that are looking at me each and every day for guidance. And I have just as many people looking and hoping that I fail. And I don't want the people that are looking to me to fail to even have the, uh, you know, have even the, the chance to say, I told you so. And all the people that are looking to me for hope and encouragement and guidance, I don't want them to say, well, I didn't get it from Ben. That's part of your why. And you got to step out of bed every day understanding exactly why you're doing what you're doing. Take care of your family. Provide for your future. Being able to have a survival account and savings. Being able to give back to others. One of the most rewarding things that my family's able to do right now, and I'm so thankful because of the core over the last 10 years, has pounded into me to save and to always live on a whole lot less than I earn, has given me and my family the opportunity to help so many people during the tornado and now the coronavirus. We have a friend of ours right now just had a heart transplant. He's a doctor and he just had a heart transplant. And because his bills are so monumental and for whatever reason they didn't save the way that they needed to, me and my wife and my family are able to help those people. And I don't say that to brag. I say that because We made decisions on our why early on because we had people like the core in our life. And, guys, when you know your why, then it's easier to be more prioritized, more focused, and making sure that you hit that plan at the highest level. So the three ways to stay focused during the times of chaos, during the times of catastrophe, during the times of confusion, which we're all hitting right now, the three things: number one, know your priorities; number two, have a plan; number three, know your why. You do those three things. Stay hyper focused on those three things. We're gonna make it through. And sometimes survival is the win. Your very few people are gonna thrive through this period of time. And we have to be honest, but survival. Is the way. And if you all choose to follow some of these fundamentals, if not all of these fundamental foundations that I'm sharing with you, you'll make it through. And you'll not just make it through, but you will literally thrive in the future. Like you've never seen before. Guys, 9-11 was horrific for our country. What happened? We bounced back and became even stronger. 2008 recession was monumental. Terrible unbelievably bad, and what did we do? We came back even stronger. Our The stock market came back stronger. The housing market came back stronger. Everything in our economy came back stronger. Katrina, right, just devastated New Orleans. Now, New Orleans, you go down and look at New Orleans is thriving. All these cities surrounding New Orleans, all the cities in Texas, Nashville was affected positively because of that. Man, because everyone migrated up north, there is so much opportunity in devastation, it's unbelievable. And I'm not saying we don't need to be empathetic to the people who are struggling with this stuff and who have issues, might even have the sickness, but I'm saying that we have to choose to be the leaders of our areas and our communities to press forward. I'm going to spend the last 10 minutes and just go through, please share. I'm going to go through some more questions that we have here. I hope that you all found this to be beneficial. And before I read these last handful of questions, I do want to share with you all one other thing that we are doing as a team right now. Now, this is for the next level people. This is for the people that truly do want to thrive in this period of time. We're actually taking the mentality starting April 1st that our business, that we have no money, that we're starting a brand new business And we came up with as a team the things that we would do if we had to all start fresh with the knowledge that we have today, but we're starting fresh with no money in our pocket and no business in our future at this point in time and starting fresh April 1st. And we created something called the 30 Days of Greatness. I'm going to also post that with the core, and you all are more than welcome to read, but this is for the people that are extreme because it's an extreme circumstance, kind of fun, super excited about that for my team. And I, there are a few things in there that I think most all of you all could pull from. But the last 10 minutes, we're going to dive into some Q&A here. So let's just start here at the top. What are some of the video topics that you are sending out to your VIPs and past clients? Ooh, love this one. So we're sending out pros and cons of working at home. We're doing a series on pros and cons of working at home. Uh, another topic is gratitude. And I'm having each one of my team members share things that they're thankful for during these devastating times. Things that they're thankful for and they're being positive. Another one is an at-home workout plan. And here's what we did: is we came up and and uh, and I got this, I stole this idea, uh, this idea from someone else. Um, but basically, we take all the letters of the alphabet and we apply a workout, whether it's 10 burpees or 15 push-ups or lunges, all kinds of different workouts. And it's every letter of the alphabet has specific items, and each day you take your name. And you do those workouts with the letters of your name, and we're sending that out to our VIPs to give our VIPs a workout plan to stay active during this period of time. That's kind of fun. Um, those are three wonderful topics. Other topics are, right now, a lot of my VIPs are small business owners, and we have a lot of people who work for other people that um, are owners of small businesses and giving them all the information from the SBA loans and the PPP uh, program, which the government's coming out for uh, to be able to um, uh, to help us through these tough times. Financially, the government's allotted a lot of money uh, for all the small businesses that are out there, any business that's under 500 employees. So we're talking about that. Um, there's a lot of beautiful targets. Uh, and things that uh, we're talking about, but those are some of the highlights. Great question. Can you explain this more from the other guy who asked how to overcome people saying I can't commit to buying a home? I'm afraid to invest into a home now because what if it, what if that needs cash? Your response, Ben. What if it needs that cash? What if they need that cash? So I think what they're asking is. I don't want to invest into a house today in case I need my liquidity. I need my extra disposable reserved cash um, instead. So here's what I would suggest. Right now, believe it or not, it's easier to get financed and they have loosened up the guidelines financially for people because of the circumstances that we're dealing with. And because they've loosened that up, a lot of people can go into houses. And potentially get a lower down payment where they were going to put down 10%. Maybe they only have to put down 5% where the interest rates just like a week ago jumped up to like four and a half percent. They've now dropped back down. So because of that difference in interest rate, they can put down less and maybe even get a lower payment. Um, but I would look first and foremost to see if they can get a lower down payment program. If they can't get a lower down payment program, then my next objective is to have a conversation about making sure how much reserves they have in place and understanding at a deeper level their finances. I personally would never, ever suggest for someone, unless they had three months' reserves minimal, I would never suggest for them to put all of their money into a house with no reserves. I wouldn't do that to somebody. So don't hear that from me, but I would ask if there are lower down payment programs So that way they can retain the cash and I would start there first and see if that's even an option. Great question. Ben, can you share your personal statement of why you do what you do? So for me personally, it's very simple. My mission statement, my purpose statement is driven on really three things. Number one, I want to always prevent or uh, be able to profess the love of Christ through my life in my business and in my world. I want everyone to know that I choose to model Christ in my life and I don't, and I'm not ashamed of that whatsoever. The second thing is I want to establish and deepen a relationship. I want lifetime relationships. So I want to be able to model Christ while establishing lifetime relationships and continue to provide financially for my family. Because, see, I think it's important to be honest with yourself in your statement of what you're doing. I want to provide for my family. I also want to have deep relationships, but I want to do it all for the glory of God. That's my personal statement. I appreciate you asking, Matt. Or Matt, I appreciate you asking. June Lemons, can the concierge send your new perfect week out to all of us? I don't know if she can send it out to all of you all because I don't know how they track that June. But what I can tell you is that you can get with the concierge, and obviously I've coached you before, and so if you can't get that from them right away, you can also get it from Sarah Beth. But I'm going to have Sarah Beth send my new perfect week to them. It'll probably be available by the end of day, no later than the first of tomorrow, and be available for you guys to look at. And I would love for you all to look at, because I think that you would really appreciate it. Let's see what else we got here. Thank you. Good feedback. Let's see. Joanna, what types of videos would you make and would you send them? and who would you send them to? I shared with you the types of videos that we're sending out. And the only people that I'm sending things to right now is to my database, to my VIPs, to my business partners and to our current clients. That's the only things that I'm sending out right now. And I'll make a suggestion to you. If you have Zoom or if you have some type of business conference video conference uh, platform, we are also doing our social events and our happy hours where I'm getting small groups of eight to ten people, and I'm jumping onto a conference call like this, right, and I'm bringing everybody on there, and I'm doing happy hours, and I'm having fun questions that we're asking. You know, there's fun games that you can ask. There's a game called Would You Rather. Uh, there's a game called Five Seconds, right? And there's fun games where you're just asking questions and you're just staying engaged with people, and we're doing it in a community uh, community effort. Uh, that's not a video, but that's more of a conference, more of an event that you can do with all those same people. With selective people that are your VIPs, um, your business partners, and even some of your current clients, which is what you would normally be doing with your social events each month, I would step that up to once a week. That's a great question. What's the best thing that you can do to support your team leader? We talked about that. Um, can you give me an example of Plan C? We talked about that. Let me make sure I want to hit some. There's some good stuff in here. What are some video, Ty. we got that. If the team members are not as motivated right now, do you have suggestions on how to get them motivated. If I have team members that are not motivated, the first thing that I do, just so you know, is I have not broken stride with continuing all my coaching with my entire team. So every Monday I coach my entire team through pipeline and I let them know I'm crystal clear the two things that I'm paying attention to right now. One is their effort and two is their attitude. So if they are not showing me their effort through their greatness trackers, and I don't see effort in phone calls and talk tos and engagement with people, thank you cards that are going out, if I don't see that effort, they're telling me that they're not long-term players with my team. And so the motivation sometimes can come from the stick, right, or sometimes can come from a carrot. And in this particular case, you have to use the stick and the carrot a little bit. you got to let them know that right now is their time to shine, And only the strong will survive on the team. And if they choose not to be motivated during this time and they're not pursuing me to help them to be motivated during this time, then there's probably a good, strong indication that they're not going to be a long-term player on my team. That's one way to go about it. Because I believe it's times like this where champions rise. The cream rises to the top. Warren Buffett says it like this, when tides are high, all ships can sail. Everybody can sell. Everybody can do business when the when the tide's high. When the tide drops, you see how many people are skinny dipping, meaning they're not equipped. They're not equipped to do the job. And you see all those people start to expose themselves when the tide falls, and it's very common. Let's see here. Fantastic. Guys, loved being on the call with you all. I am always open. If you want to schedule a call with me, you can get with your concierge and schedule a call with me for those of you all who have those available. Thank you for giving me this hour of my time out of my life with you all, and I hope that you all found some value. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Talk to you soon.